All right, everybody, before we get into this episode, I need to apologize for the audio quality. I recorded this whole episode not realizing that my fancy mic was not set up. So everything is coming just through the computer mic. So it doesn't sound the way that I would like it to. So I hope you can forgive me of the audio quality for this episode. Hopefully, I will remember to do it next time. So, all right, on to the episode. Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of the FearCast. This is the podcast dedicated to OCD and anxiety and anxiety spectrum disorder and getting your life back. I'm your host, Kevin Foss, and I'm a licensed therapist specializing in OCD and anxiety disorders. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining me today. Um, I, I, I'm recording this on Friday the 13th, Ooh, in October. Ah! Um, it's... Um, it's just another day of the week in a month of the year. Anyways, um, but uh, I know there's a lot of superstitiousness that can occur, um, or just regular stitiousness, if you're into that sort of thing. So, um, this is also, to, I believe today is the last day of, uh, of OCD week, but um, you are all listening to this uh, somewhere hence in the future. So, uh, us in the past are still, you know, doing OCD week related things. But either way, I hope, um, I hope, in the in OCD week, you, you found some some good information out there. You felt connected. You felt like there was a broader community. You felt like there were people out there who shared your struggles and shared your journey, and um, felt that there were people in your corner. I think that's the best part of OCD week and or OCD awareness week. I think that's the best part about any sort of like um, you know bro- broader awareness week is, um, you know, for, for a long time, it can feel like you just kind of suffer in silence and hide and maybe go to a therapist and talk to your family and friends about X, Y, or Z, but never feel like you're actually connected with people who know you and see you and care. Well, weeks like that make it evident. So, and, and obviously there are, you know, conferences and things like that that can make that happen. But, um, you know, hope, hopefully you felt, uh, you felt seen and heard and connected, uh, during the week. So, um, so this is a call out there. Anybody, uh, I guess I'm going to shift over. If anybody has any audio questions or willing to send in their audio question, go over to fearcastpodcast.com and send me a recorded link, uh, uh, recorded on your phone, upload it to Google, um, send it to, or send me the, the shared Google drive. Uh, you can record it, email, email it directly to me via whatever app you use, uh, questions at fearcastpodcast.com, or you can, and this is, I think the easiest way. Go over to Instagram, follow me over at Instagram, and then send me a DM with your audio question and that that will get it to me. However, since I haven't got one in a while, and I, I will say, I know I have one if you listened last week or the week before, um, I, noted, I, I, I said that there would be an episode uh, from where I did get a question from a listener for it, that was in audio format, and I'm getting a uh, professional to speak on that. So I'm getting a professional to speak on that, and we're going to record that next Wednesday. So when this comes out on Monday, uh, two more days, doop, doop, two more days on that Wednesday, we'll be recording, and it will come out the following Monday. Do that Monday. Anyways, it's coming. But I'm reaching back into the archives of emailed questions for today's 
episode. And I've got a bunch of questions. Of course, send me the text questions if you're uncomfortable using your voice. Um, this whole podcast runs on your questions. Um, uh, your uh, your voice, I think, makes it a bit more interesting. But of course, send me your questions and uh, we will uh, put those up. So um, well, why don't we just jump into this one? So uh, here it goes. So this question actually comes from a dude named Kevin. So he says, Hey, Kevin, I love the podcast. Um, my great first name, by the way, it's legit what they say. Anyways, say I struggle with health anxiety. Specifically, I obsess about getting cancer. I've never had cancer and there's no cancer in my family. And I take responsibility um, or I take reasonably good care of my health. I see my doctor once a year for a physical. Nonetheless, my stomach headache or freckle uh, or every stomach headache or freckle convinces me that I have cancer. Several times a year, uh, my doctor over a symptom, or wait, several times a year, my anxiety, excuse me, I can't read today. Several times a year, my anxiety over a symptom uh, eats me up enough that I schedule a doctor appointment to evaluate that symptom and I walk away reassured. I suppose I take it all too seriously, uh, the standard advice to, quote, Talk to your doctor about any concerns, end quote. The problem is that if I look or if I took that advice completely, I'd be at the doctor literally every day. Clearly, that's not healthy. My question is, how do I balance my desire for mental health with the fact that my anxiety may one day save my life by motivating me to go to the doctor where a cancer is, in fact, caught early? I don't want to become one of those macho guys that avoids the doctor until it's too late. My conspiracy theorist OCD voice says, uh, or my OCD conspiracy voice may be the boy who cried wolf, but at the end of that story, there really is a wolf. Thanks, Kevin. Um, I love the boy who cried wolf. I don't know if anybody knows that story. The the boy who cried wolf. For anyone else who doesn't know this story, I can't believe I'm explaining this. I feel like people know this. Anyways, it goes like this: um, There was a boy who was lonely in somewhere in the mountains, and he and he's watching the sheep. Wolves, it turns out, eat, want to eat the sheep. At least in this um, narrative. So. Um, so he's lonely, so he goes, wolf, wolf, and all the townspeople run, and they care for him. They go, oh my gosh, are you okay? Are you okay? Where's the wolf? Where and he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad there's so many people here. And then, you know, after a period of time, you know, townspeople go back. And then he says, uh, you know, I'm lonely again. And he goes, oh no, wolf, wolf. And then all the townspeople run in again. And it goes on and on until the townspeople just go, Look, we've, we've wised up, all right, guy. Uh, there's no wolf, whatever. And he goes, oh, that's a bummer. So everyone goes back. So ne- then, once there's finally a wolf, he goes, wolf, wolf! And all the times people go, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then the wolf comes and eats everybody, and there's blood and mayhem. I'm assuming that's how the story goes. At least that's the way I, I, I tell my children. My kids aren't sleeping very well for some reason. I don't know why. But... Um, anyway, so there's blood and gore everywhere. So that's the story of the boy, the boy who cried wolf. Um, so in relation to health anxiety, I get it. There's this is a this can be a really common concern for a lot of people. Um, and your question is also reminding me that I promised myself that I would do a health anxiety. Um, 
uh, hypochondriasis episode. And I was going to write music for it, and I wrote like special little things for it. And it was going to be like the good old days where I did like a whole episode just in just about one subject. Um, I need to do that. I, I will do that, Kevin, I, and other listeners who are interested. I I will do it. I will do it. Okay. All right, so what do you do? So first off, health is stuff that everybody worries about for the most part, right? We know that not everybody, whatever. For the most part, everybody worries about their health in some sort of way, right? When we worry about our health and we've got, you know, kind of our health stuck in our craw, um, you know, we we call it, we might call it generalized anxiety disorder, Um and because generalized anxiety, for the most part, is, you know, worry and anxiety about stuff that the rest of the, you know, all of us, for the most part, worry about, right? Like health and money and relationships and your job and that sort of stuff. It's when it starts to become more extreme or more bizarre or more excessive. That's when it starts to dip its toe into the OCD waters. Anxiety ultimately is on a spectrum and OCD is on it. Generalized anxiety is on it, and uh, and, and, uh, specific phobia is on it. Anyways, point of all this is is that we struggle in the mental health world and the DSM, the Diagnostics and Statistical Manual, the, the, the book of all the diagnoses. It struggles because this is... Health anxiety has its own title. It could be hypochondriasis. Certainly, it could also just be generalized anxiety. But, you know, it could also might as well be called health OCD, right? It's a fixation on your health. Anyway, so the titles we can get screwed up about. But moral of the story is, Kevin, is that everybody worries about their health. And we've got a lot of phrases, right? Like, hey, if you got any concerns, you should call the doctor. The problem comes in as what you're talking about. Your brain isn't just focused on your general health, which I mean, it sounds like it's connected, but it's really focused on just this one thing. It's getting cancer. Now, if you were to say, you know, what if you sprained your ankle? What if you broke a leg? What if you get, I don't know, what if you catch COVID? What if you catch the flu? You might go, yeah, that suck, whatever but it wouldn't speak the same language as the cancer thought. The cancer one really gets your amygdala going. So it elevates itself to the point that it's, it, it requires a bunch of attention and reassurance and concern. And it's something that obviously you're saying needs to be dealt with. So, um, Health anxiety can be about anything for anybody. It can Well, I'm, I'm already getting into the episode. I want to answer your question, Kevin. All right. So you said the main question is, how do I balance my desire for mental health with the fact that my anxiety may one day save my life by motivating me to go to the doctor uh, where a cancer actually is, right? Boy who cried wolf, right? Well, and I'm going to quote my mom. Hopefully she's not listening to this episode. Um, my mom joking, I hope, I hope jokingly says, don't go to the doctor. When you go to the doctor, that's when you find out you're sick. If you don't go to the doctor, you won't get sick. So I like to think that's a joke, mom. But anyways, it's it's reasonably good advice for the average person to go to the doctor if and when they have concerns. But that advice is given to someone, it is intended for someone whose anxiety about this subject, about their health, is not overblown is not uh, uh, excessive and to and to this degree 
right? That advice is given to someone who, maybe the average person who doesn't think about their health very much or doesn't think their health is of great concern. So that advice is for that person, right? Um, we talk. We talk a lot about this in scrupulosity, where you know someone will religious scrupulosity specifically. Like someone will go to church, and or whatever religious service that you attend, and you know they'll hear the person speaking up there, and they'll say things like, you know, it's really important for you to reflect on your character, reflect on your intentions, and whether or not your intentions are reflecting that of your faith or are in line with the doctrine, uh, you know, traditional doctrine, right? And the average person is going on through their day and they go, oh, you know, I really should spend some time like, you know, did I really need to, I don't know, eat that second piece of cake or should I have, you know, given that, you know, given $5 instead of $2 to the homeless person, I don't know, whatever, whatever it might be. The person with religious scrupulosity, that's all they're doing is thinking about this stuff. Their brain is constantly marinated in a world of self-reflection and scrutiny, hence uh, uh, scrupulous, right? They're scrutinizing themselves constantly. So that advice is not given for them. In fact, um, I, 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 at one of the conferences, I was, I was um, attending a talk with uh, uh, Ted Witzig Jr., uh, Dr. Ted Witzig Jr., and he, he said, uh, he, he, he jokingly was saying that he kind of wishes that um, pastors would sometimes be able to say, um, all right, everybody, you know, this is, um, you know, this is, here's the talk. Um, you know, anyone now, I have a little bit more to say, but anybody who is uh, scrupulous or has um, kind of a sensitive conscience, um, you all can go. So have a good day. Uh, the, now, the, the rest of this is, is, the rest of my talk is for the rest of you. Kind of like that's when they would say maybe uh, analyze your or, or critique your um, consciousness. Anyways, point is, this advice, Kevin, is not given for you. I have a general advice for health anxiety, and it goes like this. It's, it, the, the rule of thumb is go to the doctor once a year. Schedule your appointment. Everyone should go to the doctor once a year. And at that appointment, you ask all the questions, right? Ask all the questions about health and worry and stress. Even the ones that you asked last year and the year before that, you ask all those same questions, and you get your answers and you go on with your year. Now, that differs. And, and if the doctor recommends tests, do the tests. If the doctor recommends whatever, you do whatever. Okay. Now, however, in the meantime, if something shows up, if you start feeling a pain or you start noticing something that is new, go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. So if you start noticing a physical sensation, like your elbow hurts or you feel that that sensation, you know, kind of around your heart or wherever it is. And you go, that's weird. I've never felt that before. Well, you can go to the doctor. Now, I say can. I think I said earlier, go to the doctor. I'm going to say can go to the doctor for this reason and under these conditions. You go to the doctor, but you give it time. You wait. You wait for like a week or two to kind of see how it goes. Does that feeling get better? Does that feeling stay the same or is it progressively getting worse? If it's getting better, as a rule of thumb, maybe you don't go to the doctor. Maybe you let that feeling subside. Maybe you let that, that phenomenon that you're experiencing kind of pass. Because if it's slowly getting better, well, then it's slowly getting better. If it's kind of staying the same, well, after a little while, go to a doctor, right? But maybe give it some time, not like, you know, 15 minutes, but, you know, maybe give it some time. Now, 
Here's when you go to the doctor. If the pain or this phenomenon or whatever progressively is getting worse or is getting more painful, go see a doctor. Or if you are experiencing severe pain or whatever you're feeling is limiting your functioning in some type of way, go to a doctor. Of course, go to a doctor. Now, let's say you get that feeling. But remember, you just went to the doctor about that. And what did the doctor say? Because, you know, it was new, so you went to go see the doctor, and the doctor checked it out, and they said, you're fine. This is normal. It'll go away. Okay. A week later, you feel it. Maybe a month later, maybe two months later. You feel it again. You go, oh, no. What is this? Your brain is tempted to say, go to the doctor, because Kevin, the ridiculous therapist on, on the podcast, said, go see the doctor. I didn't. But if you feel it again, maybe go, okay. I felt this before. I know this story. I've been here before. I'm not going to boy who cried wolf this feeling because I've been here. I, I've been here before. So maybe I'm going to wait this time. The doctor said it was fine, or the doctor said, you know, if you feel this again, you do X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to now do X, Y, and Z and see how it goes. And yet again, if it starts to feel better, maybe don't go. If it starts to get worse, go to a doctor. Right? If it starts to get worse and is more painful, go to a doctor. So that is my broadly speaking rule of thumb when it comes to health anxiety. So I know that can be really uncomfortable for a lot of people because what we're doing in this is, is we're saying, I am going to care for my health, but I'm also not going to jump down every single rabbit hole that I see. Because sometimes, and we can all attest to this, Sometimes we get a feeling, a sensation, and it goes away. But if you jumped on it and immediately said any little thing is a problem, right? We felt something and we immediately raised the red flags and said, problem. Remember, problems need solutions. But instead, sometimes we feel something and, and instead we can shift this. Instead of saying it's immediately a problem, we're going to say, interesting, that's my red flag. It's going to be, huh, it's going to be, I, I got my eye on you. But it doesn't mean that we, you know, go to DEFCON 1 and we freak out. I'm going to keep my eye on it. I'm going to see how this progresses. I'm going to play this thing out. If it gets worse, I'll go to the doctor. If it starts becoming severe, I'll go to the doctor. If it starts getting better, maybe I'll just kind of let it go. And you know what? If I have my doctor's appointment, my yearly doctor's appointment in um, you know, a week, you know, I'll ask him then. So what we're doing in this is we're training our brain to not be reactive to every little feeling, every little situation. It's scary and it's hard and it's uncomfortable sometimes, especially if you've been in the habit of go to DEFCON 1 every time you feel a, a, you know, a stomach ache, a headache, or a freckle, right, as you've said. Now, to that end, right, you've had my, my – got a phone ringing. I don't even know where it is. Okay, I'll stop. I don't know if y'all can hear that. I can. At least I think I'm hearing it. I might be hearing things. Anyways, so – You've got a stomach ache, a headache, and a freckle. Now, stomach ache, headache, freckle. Where does your brain go? Stomach cancer, brain cancer, skin cancer. Probably, right? Or, you know, for another person, it might be, I've got an, you know, this is going to be the start of an aneurysm. I've got an ulcer. I've got something, right? Okay. Sometimes we get a, 
a stomach ache because we ate something weird, right? Sometimes we get a headache because we're not drinking enough water. And sometimes we get a freckle because, well, we're just getting old, right? Or we got a suntan and, you know, we get freckles when we get sun. You, you get the idea, right? So it could be something or it could be nothing. Now, when those things show up, for the first couple times you might say, I'm going to wait this out. I'm going to wait the stomach ache out. I'll eat some, you know, I'll eat some bland food and drink some water and see how it goes. And then I'll go see a doctor eventually. Now, when you've gone to see a doctor, Kevin, how did this go? Did the doctor say, I'm really glad you came in because you almost had stomach cancer and I'm going to give you this shot and it's going to go away. High five up top. We fixed it. Probably not. They probably said, it's kind of a stomach ache. Be sure to drink bland food. Be sure to drink some water. And, you know, call me when, you know, if it gets worse. Oftentimes, that's what happens. Whenever I talk to someone with health anxiety and they freak out about a, a, a sensation, they go to the doctor and the doctor often says it's an innocuous experience or, or it's, a, it's a discomfort or it's a struggle, but, you know, here's the fix of that. Here's the, here's the, the medication for it that's going to help. And it does, Right. But few and far between, I can't think of anybody in my, in my experience, but I would say few and far between would you have someone go to a doctor and have them say, you know what, this thing that you're experiencing, yep, it is cancer, you caught it early, awesome, high five. Few and far between. But what does anxiety say? Better safe than sorry, right? Okay. And I, and I hear you. I hear you on that. I'll tell you what, Kevin, I'll say this, and I don't think I'm crazy in saying this. I don't want you to have cancer. Because I also don't want to have cancer. It does not sound fun. I know family members who have had cancer. It seems less than fun. Um, but it may also be few and far between. You've said you've got a history of no cancer. You get, you get the idea. Point is, in taking this perspective that I'm talking about, we are accepting the uncertainty. We're accepting this, this very, very small possibility that there is a wolf there might, there might, there might be a wolf. But remember, might be a wolf does not mean is a wolf. Might be a wolf, could be a wolf, does not mean will be a wolf. It just means I don't have the answer. And I'm intentionally choosing to not know whether or not there's a wolf here for this time. Remember, you're going to go see a doctor eventually, right? For Between now and then, I'm not going to know. And I'm going to practice being okay with that. And the way we practice being okay with that is by acknowledging the feeling of discomfort. By saying, by bringing yourself back to your history of it. You know what? I've gone to see doctors before. I've had things checked out. It has been fine. It doesn't mean that you're never going to have it. It just means, you know what? Historically speaking, this is what it is, but it's this. You know what? That's that's future me's problem. I'll deal with that then. I'm pushing this off to the future. And if and when I need to, I will deal with it, right? For those who listened to last week's episode with John Hirschfield, he talked about the word somehow was kind of big in his uh, vocabulary lately. It's kind of the, this idea of saying, you know what? If I if something happens, if there was a wolf at this in this story, 
somehow I'll deal with it. I have the capacity, the skills, the abilities to deal with it. And that may be, you know what, here's what I'll do. I'll go to my doctors and we'll get on medication and I'll have whatever surgery I need to do or do whatever treatment regimen is, is necessary. I'll deal with that then. But that's not happening right now. There's no necessity for it right now. But if the S hits the fan, I'll deal with it when I get there if I need to deal with it. But we're saying, you know, I, I don't know. And as, as, as John very eloquently talked about, you know, we don't get to have the answers to everything, you know? Even if you were to go see the doctor, and I'm sure this is what happens when a lot of people go to doctors for their health. They go in, they talk to a doctor, and the doctor says, you know, you're fine. And then their brain goes, but am I? It, start, it starts to maybe undermine, did they do all the tests? Or did they miss one? Or they start to say things like, Maybe they just missed it. Maybe they're a bad doctor. I need to go to the head of surgery, the head of oncology at whatever fancy university. It undermines the information you've heard and says, nope, don't trust what that doctor said. No, because that doctor's a quack. Go to see this other doctor because they are good. Or what if they miss something, right? That, back to like kind of that I, ICBT approach. What if the magic word that's, that's, that starts you off into the, into the, the realm of fantasy what if they're wrong? Now we're just imagining possibilities. Maybe they are wrong. Now it's possible. Maybe they are wrong. But engaging with that fantasy is only going to increase your anxiety. It's only going to make things worse. It's only going to make, it's only going to show, or it's only going to train yourself to say, I can't trust what doctors say. No, I, I can only trust reassurance in the moment and I can only trust, I can only trust my, imagine, and my imagination. Instead, we're trying to trust our experience. We're trying to trust what the doctors say. Re re real doctors, right? Don't go to a witch doctor or anything crazy like that, but, you know, doctor, doctors. All right. So um, I'm sure I have a lot more to say about this. All right. So here's, here are other things that you can do about this. I mean, certainly in the process of, of and in the process of everything I'm saying, this is more of, a, a, of an acceptance and commitment therapy related approach. We're not leaning into anything or trying to amplify it. All we're trying to do is to say, what's a better use of my time? Kevin, what is a better use of your time? You took the time to email me to ask this question. Clearly, it's on your mind as something is off, something is excessive and perhaps unnecessary, right? So you already know that maybe something should be or could be different. Would you be willing to do something different? You know what the urge says and you know what your pattern has been. Would you be willing to maybe try something different this time and see how it goes, right? And we can experiment with this, right? Maybe you, maybe you say, I'm going to wait two weeks on this, right? If the feeling continues to get better, I'll wait two weeks, and then I'll call my doctor. If this is an experiment, this is not every time. I'm going to experiment with this. I got my headache. Oh, it feels really bad. I'll drink some water, whatever my doctor told me to do last time. The feeling starts to slowly come down, but I'm going to wait two weeks. And then in two weeks, I'm going to go in, and I'm going to talk to my doctor and see what they have to say. Or I'm going to wait two weeks, and I'm going to see what my brain has to say about the necessity to go in. I'll tell you, sometimes you wait that anxiety out, and your brain goes, ah, false alarm, not actually a big deal. Good work, good looking out, Kevin. Carry on, buddy. But we would have never gotten to that spot unless we waited it out. 
unless we waited for that 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 intense anxiety to come up and feel really big and have those scary feelings and and all those thoughts and feelings and then have it slowly come down because your body and brain will come back to baseline again i promise you that so wait this out until your brain kind of can come back to that normal state and say, you know, maybe this wasn't a big deal. But you know what? If you want to test it out, go to a doctor then after a couple of weeks and say, you know what? Here's what happened. Um, what do you think? Do you want to do some tests and see what the doctor has to say? They might say, we did a test. Brain cancer. Good job for coming in. Two weeks is probably not going to be the make or break of your life. I say that as a non-doctor, so do not quote me as a doctor. But I'm pretty confident in saying that, that it's going to be. Anyways, but you get what I'm saying, right? And you build that up and you keep going out and out and out. And you start looking at your experience. What have the doctors said? What's been going on? And can I trust that? And then if I can trust that, could I then take the risk maybe to not check? Maybe I've got a preponderance of evidence that I can say, you know what? I'm not certain but my efforts towards certainty have only resulted in more anxiety, distress, time out of my day, frustration, and fear. So maybe instead I'm just going to go on with my day. And I'll talk to my doctor at my appointment. At my appointment. But not right now. So, so Kevin, I hear you. I don't want you to have cancer either. I don't want you to feel like, I don't want you to say, you know, I better play it safe every single time because it sounds like it bugs you. Instead, maybe take the risk this time. Extend it out a little bit further and see what happens. Maybe nothing happens. Historically speaking, I bet that's what happened. And when the thought comes in that says, you know, maybe there is a, there is a wolf at the end of that story. You know, you know what? Maybe there is. Maybe there is. And ugh, wouldn't that suck? And ugh, I don't want that. And ugh, that would be awful. Yeah, it wouldn't be very good. Those are those, are those um, non-engagement responses. We go, ugh, that would suck. But then we go, yeah, that'll suck. But, well, what can I do now? What's for dinner? I wonder what I should do at the gym, right? Well, Halloween's coming up. I wonder what I'm going to dress up as. That may be a better use of your time than doing the same process and stopping your day and rerouting all your focus and attention back to a doctor because talk to your doctor about any concerns, don't you know? So take a risk, Kevin. Keep moving forward with this and trying this out. Now, none of what I talked about was um, uh, like scripting. You could absolutely do scripting, which I think could be be helpful for you. Scripting for anybody who isn't uh, or who's new to all this. Scripting is for Kevin here writing out his story about getting cancer and how his life deteriorates. And it, it's the worst case scenario. And he rereads and rereads and rereads and reads that while resisting compulsive thinking, while resisting shutting down anything or giving him any reassurance that everything's going to be okay. It's worst case scenario. And in fact, part of this story, Kevin, could be I got the I got this headache and you know what I listened to what that ridiculous podcaster had to say and I didn't do anything and then 6 months later when I had my appointment my doctor said bro you've got stage 24 brain cancer and your brain's leaking out of your ears I see it right there and then you slowly start to die or maybe quickly start to die and they said boy if only you'd come in 6 months ago we could have saved your life but now look at the distraught faces of your family and how sad they are look at them look at them and feel their feelings do you feel their sadness and their distress 
They will never see their faja again. You see where I'm going with this. Point is, it's you write that worst case scenario and you read it and read it and read it and read it, and read it until you'd rather have brain cancer than read it again. You probably still won't want to have brain cancer. But point is, you get bored with it. I want you to get bored with this thought. And I want you to go see your doctor once a year. And if things get really bad and painful and it's limiting your function, go to a doctor. But if it sucks and then it slowly gets better, go on with your day and take the risk that maybe you're going to miss it this time. But historically speaking, I bet you've missed more of life by trying to follow every headache and stomachache down the rabbit hole than you will here. So, Kevin, I'm going to leave it there. I've done a lot of yammering, and I appreciate you for holding out on that. Um, everybody out there, I'm going to slide that, that music in right here. So, um, again, everybody, thank you so much for making it through this episode. Um, I, I saw a bunch of uh, ROCD questions, and there's a lot of uh, sensory motor questions. And, you know, I, I, I answer a lot of those. They're always great. They're always fun. And they're always important to answer. If you have other questions of other kind of subtypes or other realms, like, um, you know, like health anxiety, maybe maybe contamination, maybe um, maybe harm OCD. I haven't talked about harm OCD in a long time. Anyways, hit and run. Those are always um, interesting. And those are always important, right? Someone out there, if you have a question, if you have an issue, Someone else in the world probably does too, and someone else, because you heard this story from Kevin, maybe someone else in the world needs to hear your question. So if you have a question, again, go over to fearcastpodcast.com, send me a question over there. I can send me a question over at Instagram as well. So um, please remember, everybody, that the Fearcast is not a substitute for psychotherapy. If you need a little bit of help in your recovery, go over to fearcastpodcast.com and click on the Find Help link, and there's going to be some stuff for you there. So everybody, until next time, take a risk, challenge yourself, and don't take your brain too seriously.